Hey everyone, welcome to episode 81 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. This is your host, actually, what, what do I even say? <laughs> <laughs> this is the behind the scenes, huh? Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 81 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Derek from Portland, Oregon. Welcome. Hey, what's up Johnny? How's it going? Yeah, not bad. So the reason why I wanted to have you on the show today is... You're one of the. You're basically the guy who came here and kind of inspired uh, Robbie from the last episode uh, to come join. How, how do you, how do you know uh, Robbie? Um, actually, I met Robbie on uh, Stack That Money forums. Um, he had a follow along, and I like, just posted a few comments. Uh, ended up PMing him and having a conversation about a few things, and uh, then we actually started a little mastermind group down the road, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, we've been friends since then, and okay. yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool that like we meet people online in these random forums, and some of them end up becoming like actual real life friends. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I probably have to say in the last few years, most of my best friends, some of my best friends, I've like met on the internet. Yeah. It's yeah, which is weird because like back in the day, that would that would not be normal at all. But I think it's very different. Like, so stack the money. If you guys haven't listened to the last episode, is a paid form. Uh, and it's like 100 bucks a month. So the people that are part of it are pretty serious about affiliate marketing. They're not just starting out or just dabbing into it. So do you think that kind of kind of like filters out some of the, the people that would you wouldn't want to be friends with? Um, there actually is quite a few new people on there these days. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's true. Pretty much everyone there is there to uh, try and establish a business. They'll have like a, a great mindset. Mm-hmm about uh, life and just they, they're like all on like a, a mission so I want to talk to you hungry. more about that mission and about uh, STM and, and your your journey but let's start with like what did you do back in Portland before all this okay so um, yeah I went to college at uh, OSU went to college for uh, five years through that um, I went I got into the wildland firefighting industry mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a, it was very hard work, mm-hmm. but um, it also taught me like a lot of work ethic and stuff. So what exactly, what's the difference between like normal, being a normal firefighter and being a wildland firefighter? Okay, so like on the West Coast, okay. we have like giant forest fires every mm-hmm. summer. Probably see them out in California and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, yeah, like you just kind of, uh, when there's a fire somewhere, you, your crew gets called out mm-hmm. and you uh, try and contain it. Basically, you uh, you're out there like cutting down trees with chainsaws, like throwing logs and uh, just doing different uh, fire maintenance things. That's cool. So, are you still living at home, like in a normal apartment, and then just going out there like a nine to five, or how does that work? Um, some people do that, but I actually lived in like a, I was like out in the woods, living in a cabin for a while. Not really a cabin, but like a fire station. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, a few other crew members live out there, and uh, Whenever there's a fire, you just like jump in the engine and get out there. Or uh, it's a lot of patrolling too, mm-hmm. so you're like driving through the forest a lot all day, and it's a fun job. 
That sounds pretty cool. It sounds crazy, though. Yeah, it's like, it's really hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it taught me, like, a lot of uh, good lessons, you know, like, every single day that I'm able to, like, be in the office and, like, relax is, like, a, like I'm, I'm, like, really grateful for that, because... I can imagine that being a blessing versus, like, being literally in the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, did you... How old were you when you started the firefighting, and what made you decide to just to start? Um, how old was I? I was probably around like twenty three. Okay. And uh, well, I started because um, it's good cash. Uh, I thought it would be a cool adventure type mm-hmm. job, and uh, and was it? Yeah, it was. It was uh, like I learned a lot of like. Um, like life skills or like just or like or outdoor, outdoor skills yeah outdoor skills like I, I like i did a stretch of like 21 days in the mountains like yeah it was like it was a cool way to get away from uh some of my old habits that i was uh that i had developed in college like just going out every weekend and drinking and all that it was kind of a cool way to get away from that for a while yeah that sounds like a cool way to like because i'm assuming this is right, right out of college yeah and then you're like okay what should i do i can make some money sa- save up yeah. money because you're, you're not going out and drinking and stuff yeah and then when you're out there do you like do you have access to like other people besides the the other firefighters or do you have the internet like how secluded is it uh it's actually pretty secluded a lot of uh places like if you're up in the mountains like no 3g signal and all that so but you're there with the crew you're there with all the other firefighters and uh met a lot of like cool people doing it it's like an interesting crowd that gets into it yeah i can definitely see that so did you start this online stuff while you were out there um yeah like uh, when i was like living out in the woods i had like a lot of downtime on the weekends and and all that and after work and stuff and uh yeah just, uh, just like literally typed into Google, like, how to make money online. And I came across, like, different forum threads. And um, to get internet, I had, like, this little satellite, like, uh, not really satellite, but, like, an antenna that I, I bought off of Amazon. Okay. I, like, literally, like, strung it out the window, like, tied it to a little stick. Um, and it was really slow, but, <laughs> yeah, that's how I... <laughs> but you had a lot of downtime, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I mean, you're out there in the woods, like, you don't got much else to do. Like, I guess you could go, like, fishing or hiking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of decided that uh, I was just going to focus on this making money online stuff and like see what I could make happen. And I can imagine like when you first type that those words in, you get a lot of stuff you have to filter through. How did you like did you did you waste any time or money with something else before you got into what you're doing now? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, BS out there. Um, I did stumble across Warrior Forum and all that. <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, I mean, there actually is some good stuff on there. Um, actually like got some good advice and actually found like a, a decent uh program it was called uh traffic black book by chad hamsey okay and it was actually really good so i actually learned a lot from that and then i kind of uh just went from there so what was that about actually it was kind of uh just like a whole crash course on the cpa okay. affiliate marketing thing like so cost per action like so like can you give us an example like how does that work uh, CPA is just like a type of affiliate marketing where um, you go through CPA networks, okay. and um, it's yeah, since for cost per action, um, basically you take someone else's product and you uh, promote it for a commission, mm-hmm. and it's all arbitrage game. Like you try to get traffic for cheaper, 
and try to monetize it for more that you're uh, spending. Okay. So like what, what like what are the type of products that they would that would be on a CPA network? Um, dating is big. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, there's like all the diet and fitness, male muscle type stuff, um, email opt-in type stuff. Um, a lot of like mobile apps. It's okay. like a, it's it's really widespread. Okay, and but this is a while ago. Would you still recommend that, like either that CPA in general or even that Black Book thing? Um, traffic Black Book, yeah, it's a bit. I mean, it's still good, but it's like a few years old now. Okay. Um, I wouldn't really say that it's, it would be the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like some other resources out there that are uh, more up to date. I would recommend going into mobile stuff if you're starting out. Okay. So, so what exactly is mobile stuff? So um, a good place to start out with mobile is uh, Google Play Store app installs. And uh, these are like major million, billion dollar companies. They have these little apps like uh, security apps or launcher apps. And um, they'll pay you for like 50 cents, 30 cents, 15 cents, depending on country per install mm-hmm. that you can drive. And uh, they're really good for starting out because... They, uh, you can start out with a lower budget mm-hmm. and you can get lots of data and that's pretty, uh, that's the biggest thing when you're starting out. You don't want to, um, have to spend a whole ton of money testing like a $10 offer okay. and you could do like a 20 cent offer, see if it converts, get a lot of data from that. Okay. So why do you recommend, uh, like Android apps versus like iOS for iPhone apps? Uh, mostly because the Android play stores, uh, has a lot less regulations on it than mm-hmm. the iOS apps. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot more Android traffic out there. Really? I would imagine that there would be tons of, like, I, I would imagine there's more people with iPhones. but Globally, Android really dominates. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's weird because, like, in this, this bubble that we, we live in, like, the, these digital nomads, pretty much everyone I know has a MacBook. Yeah. And, and most people have a, an iPhone. It's a very niche crowd, though, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I just forget, like, the, most of the world still uses Windows computers. Yeah. And I don't think I know, like, more than, I would say, 2% of people here. Like, everyone's on a, on a Mac. Yeah. Like, if you just look at a co-working space or a coffee shop, just silver. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of the reason why Android dominates is because they have, like, cheaper phones available and they're just kind of, I don't know, they're more prolific than the iOS. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so, so you would go on the Google Play Store, you find, like, um... A, a new app that that they're trying to promote so it could be you know it could be anything out there and you would send paid traffic at it mm-hmm. and the and most likely you say in the beginning you're probably not gonna make that much money initially you're just collecting data like what do you actually do with this data uh, um you actually you aren't going to the play store for these offers yeah. you're going to uh, affiliate networks mm-hmm. and the affiliate networks they have deals like directly with like these big companies and uh they go, th- so you go through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of just want to hear AM and see like what's hot. Like uh, it always like fluctuates, like new stuff comes out. And um, yeah, just hit them up, see what's hot, see what's doing the most volume. That's mm-hmm. usually like uh, a good pointer for like what's currently hot. Okay. And what's AM stand for? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all this like lingo <laughs> and then uh, I forget that. Um, that stands for affiliate manager. Okay. So every time you go to the CPA network, that's like your point of contact with the CPA network. Mm-hmm. And you want, you kind of like you really want to develop a good bond with them because they're gonna let you know like what offers are hot and like um, what kind of landing pages like people are using right now that are working. What kind of angles you should like take. They'll even give you traffic sources. So like you really want to develop a, a really good relationship with them. 
And uh, yeah, so anyways, you put a campaign up, get data, and at these traffic networks, there's gonna be, they're like a, it's not like you you have a banner on like one site. They're connected to like a thousand sites. Okay. So you kind of, you see the performance of each placement, and then you just cut like the losing 80%, and then you have the 20% that's winning, and you continue to make a profit from that. Okay. So they, these could be anything from like a, a, like a game review blog, or like random websites out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That the traffic is coming from. A lot yeah. of it is um, like MP3 download sites, mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. So someone goes on like Pirate Bay or something, they might see when your mobile ads pop up. Yeah, yeah, Pirate Bay. Um, there's if there's a whole there's tons of these sites. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, uh, just just type in like De- T- Taylor Swift MP3 download. Yeah, yeah and exactly. you'll, <laughs> you'll probably see it. Exactly. Like, yeah. All those sites will have affiliate banners. Yeah, don't actually type that in because <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. But <laughs> they're actually a lot of it is in app traffic too. Oh, exactly. So okay. if you down you know you download like these like free flashlight apps or whatever, mm-hmm. you got the little banners in the bottom. Oh, that those makes are sense. lots of those are affiliates too. Man, like this. This affiliate marketing stuff is really crazy. Like, you know, I was talking to to Robbie and Nick about it last week, and I've been studying this a ton. And it's kind of just you know hanging out with more affiliate marketers uh, ever since I started launched my course, uh, Ernest Affiliate. Because even though what I teach is completely different and really should just have a different name, like what I teach is like how to monetize a blog, <laughs> and what you guys do is you know these is like advertising arbitrage almost. You know, like. Do you like? Do you see any correlation at all between like somebody having like let's say a blog or a podcast and mm-hmm. they recommend let's say um, a book, you know, or like an Amazon product versus yeah. like sending mobile traffic and pop under traffic? Mm-hmm. Like, is there any correlation at all? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a similar model because you're basically taking products that aren't necessarily yours, mm-hmm. and then you send traffic to it and you get a conversion. But uh, yeah, it's like a a whole affiliate marketing it's a big it's a big umbrella and there's lots of different sectors of it i guess you could have a name for what we do uh we call it cpa okay and uh yeah that's like the normal term okay. for it i guess so how how did you get involved with cpa how did i get involved oh um yeah like i said i just uh did like an online search mm-hmm. um i looked at like different methods to make money like people were saying seo was good back then but everyone was saying that it takes longer to build Paid traffic can be faster, so I decided to go the paid traffic route, and uh, I think that was a good idea because a lot of the SEO guys got just wiped out with all these like Google updates and stuff. And uh, so, anyways, I started reading a few guides out there, um, started reading a lot of blogs, and just like slowly started learning more and more. Um, after about five months or so, just like being on my own, testing a few campaigns, um, I decided to go uh, on Sack That Money. Cause I, I was like, yeah, like I was like a hundred dollars a month. Like what I could like use that to test stuff or pay for my server or whatever. Like what I wanted to have like some experience before going in. Okay. So you, can, and in retrospect, do you wish that, I mean, was that a good thing or do you wish that you would have just, just started right away? It's hard when you're starting because you're like really scared to spend money. Cause you don't know uh, if it's going to work. Yeah. You think you're just going to be out a few thousand dollars. You're like, Oh, well, what am I going <laughs> to do next? You know? So it's like, it's like, there's a lot of mental barriers yeah. that you have to um, kind of get across. If I could go back, yeah, I would be like, sure, hundred dollars. That's, I mean, what you can learn from there is like insane value. Like, and I almost think that like if you would have paid that from the get go, you would have saved five months. Maybe you would have learned that stuff in one month or two months instead of spending five months doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. Yeah, 
But I think that actually the biggest, not even that, I mean, because a lot of times, you know, when you're starting out, your time really isn't worth any money anyways, because you're exactly. not earning money. So yeah. you're like, well, who cares if it takes me five months? It's yeah. free. Yeah. But I think the biggest downside to that is most people are not like you and, and Robbie. They would give up after three months. That's true. You know, and I think that's that's the biggest downside. If you're, if you're not invested, like if you're paying a hundred bucks a month, you're like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend, I'm really going to, you know, do what these guys say. Yeah. But if if you're not invested anyway, then it's free. It's very easy to to kind of just go halfway or seventy five percent. Be like, okay, well that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next thing? Yeah. I don't know. But what, what's crazy is so I'm at, so I'm not affiliated at all with Stack Time Money. I'm actually not a member, so I've never seen inside. But mm-hmm. I've just met so many people in person now who make you know seven hundred bucks a day or a thousand dollars a day sometimes from affiliate marketing that I know it works because these guys are all members of it. And what's crazy to me is this is how different our worlds are. So in Ernest Affiliate, I would recommend my, my students or uh, um, to, to be like, so let's say Robbie, for example, is my student. I would say, you know, Robbie, you're in this form that's 100 bucks a month. I'm sure they have an affiliate program that probably pays like 30% of that for the rest of their life. <laughs> like it's working for you and you're going on this podcast. Why not? Uh, promote it, you know, like why not say like, oh, if you if you're gonna sign up for it anyways, use my referral link, mm-hmm. and you'll get you'll get you know thirty percent of this reoccurring billing, maybe for the for the next five years mm-hmm. or the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know, assuming that whoever joins likes the forum and, and sticks around. Mm-hmm. Like like how long have you been a member of that now? Oh dang, uh, since like 2013, I think. Okay, so let's do the math. So how many months has that been? That's been like. <laughs> Probably 24 months, right? Yeah. So that's 24 months, and you've paid 100 bucks a month, so that's $2,400 yeah. that you've paid STM. And if you had used somebody's affiliate link, they would have got paid 720 bucks. <laughs> and the thing is, it wouldn't cost you any extra. It would still be 100 bucks a month for you. Mm-hmm. And if whoever you click that link through, you know, had like a nice review about it or they like they give their honest feedback and you're like okay i want to sign up mm-hmm. you would have happily have given them credit you mm-hmm. know just by using their link mm-hmm. and it's crazy that even though robbie and nick are these big time affiliate marketers mm-hmm. where they make i don't know how much they make like a thousand dollars a day sometimes mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't even think about creating a link to to stack that money yeah and I actually had to, after the interview, I released it without any, like, just with the link to, to the site. And then I emailed, um, I messaged Robbie. I was like, hey, do you have a, I was like, can, I was like, can you get an affiliate link for it so you can get some credit? And then he's like, oh, I never thought of that. He went out of his way. He, like, contacted the guy. Now he has a link site, updated on the show notes. Uh, so now if you guys do join, you can use Robbie's link. <laughs> so we'll give him some credit for it. Yeah. But why do you think, like, is, like, why do you think, um, I mean, I'm sure, like, like you, you probably don't have a link to it, do you? I don't have a link, but um, it's kind of, uh, I guess it's some more genuine that way because I, I don't want to come across like I'm trying to like sell a form or something. I, guess yeah. I got so much value out of it mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll honestly, like, I'll just say, like, go, come check it out. Like, it may help you out. Like, See, but here, here's like, here's my thing about it is I really don't believe that. I understand where you're coming from. You're like, yeah. okay, I believe yeah. in this form so much, yeah. this product so much that I am going to recommend it. Come on this podcast, spend an hour of your time, and you're not even going to get anything for it. It's okay because uh, like there's so many people that have like given me little pieces of info mm-hmm. across my whole career that um, I, I like doing these kind of things, you know, to give back a little bit. So I appreciate you being on, yeah. but I like firmly believe that like there's no reason like it's one of those abundance things where like let's say even you if you were an affiliate yeah. for the forum, yeah. like 
it's not like your opinion would would sway just because you you can also get credit for it. Mm-hmm. Like you could still be a hundred percent earnest, a hundred percent honest, and say, mm-hmm. "Look, guys, I'm a member of this this forum. Yeah. It like really is good because it's taught me so much. I still personally pay full price for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not being paid to advertise it. Yeah. But if you want to join anyways, here's my link. Yeah. So. Since you don't have a link, I'll use Robbie's link in, in this episode so he can get credit. <laughs> uh, but, Robbie. yeah. So, I mean, like, it's... And it really is one of those things where, like, where there's so many different ways online to, to make money. And even within affiliate marketing itself, it, like, it's literally so confusing for everyone. How did you figure out, like, what you wanted to get into? I kind of... Um, like, I, I knew it was something that could make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of just wanted to, I researched about it and you kind of just go into it and you see what's working right now instead of uh, trying to like do it from the outside in, like you get inside, see what's working and then start doing that. So, and it's like always, it's changing really fast. Mm-hmm. So what, what I, it's like completely different from when I started. Um, like sometimes your verticals will switch from month to month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, yeah, it's just really evolving fast. I mean, that's like that's part of the reason why um, it's good to help other people out because even though you might be creating competitors for like what you're doing right now, maybe six months from now you're doing something completely different, and now you have a friend that you can talk to, someone that you can bounce ideas off of, and uh, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. And I think those were like the crossroads that I personally had when when I was first getting into when I started, you know, blogging mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, these things are working for me now. Yeah. Like even with dropshipping, I'm like, okay, dropshipping is working for me now. Mm-hmm. Should I tell the world I create competitors yeah. or should I just keep my mouth shut? Mm-hmm. And it was one of those hard things where I was like, okay, I know if I like openly talk about it, openly share it, people are going to, you know, people are like, okay, let's jump on this bandwagon yeah. because that's obviously from their point of view is the best way to get started is okay this is working, mm-hmm. let's also do this. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, yeah, you, you know, it's exactly what you said. I probably created a lot of competitors yeah. in niches that, let's say, I, maybe I wanted to get into or maybe even some direct ones. Mm-hmm. But because I've helped so many people now be successful themselves, mm-hmm. now they're sharing stuff with me yeah. that, you know, bec- you know, because they're like, hey, Johnny, I appreciate you, mm-hmm. your guidance before when I was starting. Mm-hmm. Like, now here's a tip as well. Yeah, now you have a network of like awesome friends. All the people who are just gonna rip your stuff off the bat, they're probably not gonna last. Yeah. You know? Now you got this like solid network of people that you can mastermind with and Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. it's crazy how much like things things grow and change, you know? Yeah. And in 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 CPA, the world of CPA, it's even faster. Yeah, it's really fast. Like rules are always changing yeah. and new traffic sources are coming out. Like it's crazy how fast it evolves. So you you went traveling around for four months. Mm-hmm. Like what what inspired that? Uh, yeah, I guess I was up in uh, Chiang Mai for about six months, mm-hmm. and uh, I just kind of got a little travel bug, you know, and uh, went to Stack That Money London conference and uh, met a few friends there that were out in Osaka. Sounded like an awesome place, so I went out there and visited them for a while. Um, that was really fun. Okay. Yeah, Japan's awesome. If you ever get a chance, check it out. Yeah, I'd love to go there. And where'd you go after that? After Osaka, oh, I went back to... Uh, the states for like 10 days i went to miami <laughs> nice it's almost like i didn't feel like i went back to the states it's like a it's like another country down there like yeah miami is so different man yeah it, it was it was really nice though 
Um, from there, I went to Bangkok for a month. Mm -hmm. Different, completely different than Chiang Mai, but uh, I, I still like it. There's a lot of stuff to do out there. It's a, it's a cool scene, especially mm -hmm. for a bachelor and everything. But uh, mm -hmm. and after that, I went to uh, Ho Chi Minh. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Saigon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Saigon, District One. Okay. Great cafe scene out there. Mm -hmm. Great spot. Recommend it. So out of so out of Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Saigon. Yeah. The three kind of big hubs for. I would say digital nomads in general, but mm -hmm. especially for the marketing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the pros and cons of each? Which one do you like? Hmm. Okay. Well, they all kind of have their own little advantages. Um, Bangkok's really cool for networking. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of high-level uh, internet entrepreneurs out there, and uh, it is pretty easy to live in the whole. Uh, uh, Sukhumvit area because mm -hmm. the BTS just goes everywhere and uh, it'll like just like one stop and you'll be directly at your gym or something so it's actually pretty easy to get around if you live out there um, there's a lot of nightlife going on mm -hmm. uh, whenever anyone visits Thailand they go to Bangkok so you're going to see your friends if you, any friends that come out um, but it is pretty hectic and it is it is hot it's really hot <laughs> You walk a couple blocks out there and you're just like pouring sweat and like um ho chi Minh is cool uh really good food yeah and it's completely different than thai food so it's a nice switch up you know eating all that pho and like just like really good noodles and um and it is very hectic it's really crowded big city vibes going on cool nightlife and the cafe scene is the best i actually like it a little better than chiang mai yeah really cool cafes for uh, just posting up on your laptop. Yeah, but, I would say, so I spent some time in Saigon and the internet speeds at every coffee shop is insane. Like, you always get at least 30 up and down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's free internet and the culture there, it's, it's it's very different where nobody will even expect you to order even a drink. Like, you can literally go to a cafe, not order anything, stay there for eight hours and they'll say thank you when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah. But it also kind of sucks because I do want to order stuff and like, like, a lot of times the waiters just won't come up. <laughs> <laughs> or you order one coffee and four hours later, like they still won't come up to you. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, M2C? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have like a little bell that you're supposed to ring, you know, just like hit that buzzer. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but so just uh, Bangkok versus Saigon, because they're both big cities, both big nightlife. Yeah. What, like, what do you like better? Man, they're both cool. <laughs> but uh, the one downside, I got to say, I went out to Ho Chi Minh with a few friends. And after they left... Um, People aren't as social out there, mm. so if you're just like lone wolf out there, um, it's not as social as say if you were in uh, Chiang Mai where everyone just wants to meet each other and stuff. Uh, it's so that is that is a slight downside of Ho Chi Minh. Um, Bangkok is cool because there's so many Stack That Money members out there. You just network with everybody. It's like the hub of Stack That Money, like Thailand affiliates. Okay. Um, but yeah, you gotta love Chiang Mai because you can just come out here. Super easy to live. It's like the easiest place to live. So if you need to like refocus on something, just come out here, relax. Like it's the easiest place to get around. Like you just get a scooter. Everywhere is only like five minutes away. Like, mm. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I think Chiang Mai is definitely the best for if you're starting out. And you want to meet people, mm -hmm. and you're not part of a group like that. Uh, and it's it's the best place for bootstrapping. Yeah, because it's it's like half the price in Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. I just wrote a blog post called uh, "The Ultimate Guide to Chiang Mai for Digital Nomads." So it's my, it's basically everything I know about 
about like living and relocating to Chiang Mai. And I actually wrote that because people pretty much ask me the same questions like every other day. <laughs> like, where should I find an apartment? Uh, what co-working space to go to? Like, what about visas and all that? So I just finally wrote a blog post. So if you guys want to come to Chiang Mai, you can just check that out. Yeah, man, you, you're just like, uh, you're Mr. Chiang Mai. Like, search Chiang Mai, digital nomad, dominate, like, all the SEO. And- well, what's funny is that was all completely by accident. And I'm not the first digital nomad. Like, when I when I started, so I've only been doing online business for two years now. And I've been in Chiang Mai for a little bit longer than that, but I was just doing Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I went to Pun Space. That was the only co-working space back then. Now, now there's a couple of them. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't like I was the first one. Like there's already people, tons of people doing online business and making money online. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I just don't think anyone was really openly blogging about it or talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot harder to get plugged in before. Nobody was really there. wasn't You know, the the term digital nomad wasn't really thrown around. I think like back then i mean it's crazy saying back then because it's like two years ago yeah but it would we just said like business or like um entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and i think the term digital nomad came out like almost like a year after that and then somehow like i just got tied into that you know just because i I happened to be writing about chiang mai anyways and Mm -hmm. i happened to be writing about online business Mm -hmm. so kind of just fell into my own niche i guess (laughs) nice yeah which is weird uh i don't know if you saw but Somebody just wrote a, a article about me on Business Insider. Oh, dude, I didn't see that. Yeah, I was, I was so excited. Link. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. It's like it's literally going viral on Facebook. It's like forty thousand uh, views, and like I think I like this morning when I saw it, it had like fifty shares. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's insane, man. Like I think I'm gonna do. Um, so talk about traffic, right? Like I was actually looking at, it, I was thinking, it's like I could not have paid for a better advert to this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like a nice write up, like by someone who is much better writer than me because she's actually like professional, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm sure the SEO value on that is crazy high, mm-hmm. especially because they link to my blog, both my books, like one of the courses I recommend, like pretty much like they link to everything <laughs> and had like nice photos of me and it's like a long article. And I'm thinking, I'm like, this is better than any paid traffic someone can buy. Yeah. You know? So I think I'm going to do a case study on it in, in my course and just say like, okay, this is the person I emailed. This is what I said to them. This is how the interview went. This is how I got like my links on there. And and it's one of those things where the more I think about it, like it's very, it's different than pay traffic because mm. in a sense, it's easier in a sense it's harder. So it's harder because you can't just pay and say, okay, like here, here's a landing page mm-hmm. and you know, you know, I'm going to throw money at mobile ads mm-hmm. or on Facebook ads and say, okay, like now... Let me let me tweak things around. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if you just spent let's say a few months building up something like something like I did, but instead of Chiang Mai, you could say like Saigon or Bangkok even, because nobody's even really really writing about that yet. Mm-hmm. And then you just got featured in one of these articles. Mm-hmm. That's like forty thousand views, you know, which would cost normally costs how much like you know um, how much like for a click, you know, it's normally like let's say twenty cents a click. I can't even I can't even afford to buy that traffic. It's insane, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole blogging thing is a whole another world. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Like, I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Do Do you think it's possible for like? I mean, have you ever thought about like? So for for the CPA stuff, is yeah. it even worth your time to to say like create a a blog or a website around something like that and promote offers there? Yeah, I thought about a uh, blog. It'd be more of like a passion project though, mm-hmm. because. Uh, 
yeah, I mostly focus all my energy in the paid stuff because there's like nothing faster. And I know that I have, uh, there's a large ceiling to it that I'm not even close to yet. So I still have a lot to learn and I'd rather focus on just like mastering that. Yep. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, by ceiling, are you talking about like just, just knowledge or profit? I'm talking about, well, both, man. Like, but the, the earning ceiling is like really, can be really high. Yeah, it's, like it's like honestly to me, it still blows my mind like how much people are making because I'm not like so two years ago I was like I want to make six hundred bucks a month. Yeah. That was my goal, yeah. and I was like if I make that I can live in Chiang Mai forever, and that was my goal. I wrote it down, <laughs> and then I started hitting that, and I was like, man, if I can make a thousand a month, ooh, I could like li- I could live like a king in Chiang Mai. Yeah. And then my next goal was like okay, fifteen hundred, thousand five hundred bucks. Now I can like do whatever I want and have enough money to, to save or travel. Mm-hmm. And I think like at some point, you know, I just kept increasing it slowly. Mm-hmm. At some point I'm like, okay, like this is the maximum that someone is like, I don't want to say allowed to make, but like mm-hmm. realistically going to make with some kind of online business mm-hmm. while living in Chiang Mai, mm-hmm. you know? And that, to me, that number was, I was like, I was like, there's no possible way I'm going to make $10,000 this month. Like, it's just insane. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just unheard of because mm-hmm. people back home, like, with a you know with an MBA degree, don't make that. Yeah. And then we meet people out here who are making I don't know like like what are some crazy figures you've heard? Uh, like what's your best day ever? I don't really like to talk numbers too much, man, because it's like such a roller coaster. Like one week you could be on like over a thousand dollar days. Next week you could be back down to like hundred dollar days. You know. But um, my best day ever over over thirteen hundred. Very nice. But I mean, like, if you think about it, even in your worst day, like a hundred bucks a day is still $3,000 a month, which is no, no one more than enough to live in Chiang Mai. Yeah. Basically, if you figure out how to do this, you're like, you're not going to go hungry. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, but the, and then the ceiling is insane, right? Like, like some of the people that you met, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming like I haven't met them all yet. You know, like I'm just like slowly starting to meet these high level guys, but like some people are making like legit like legit millionaire money while while living in Bangkok, which they can't possibly be spending that much. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Yeah. So I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep working, man. The internet is like unlimited. You know, that's actually a really good um, point you brought up because I think with any, like let's say let's say we have a, a bakery or something, yeah. you know, like a local bakery, yeah. like there kind of is a limit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so many... Uh, muffins you can bake a day yep. or like so many cupcakes you can you can decorate mm-hmm. and let's say you want to scale you want to open a second location mm-hmm. it's going to cost you just as much or if not more to open a second location mm-hmm. and now your time is spread between two places mm-hmm. but with online business these you know especially you know the things that we're doing it's like it really doesn't like there's really no ceiling right yeah you have like extreme leverage with the internet and the thing is it's even growing to this day like the growth in the mobile uh, industry alone is crazy. It's like a hockey stick. Like, yeah, it's been doubling like for like every year, like the amount of uh, Android users. So, are people actually, but like buying stuff through their phones nowadays? Uh, yeah, they are actually on Facebook. Okay. It's really high quality traffic. Um, people will put their credit card in, whatever. It used to be very different. Just like a year or two ago, like like let's say my e-commerce stores. Yeah, I turned my bids down on mobile traffic to minus 90 percent yeah because i'm just like no one's gonna buy a, you know a thousand dollar item or five hundred dollar item on their phone yeah but it's crazy that people do yeah well i even heard this is um 
Even when they might not buy it on their phone, you okay. can get that traffic for cheaper, get their email, hit them on the desktop later, you know? Yeah, that definitely makes sense as yeah. well. Yeah, and speaking of scaling, so my buddy Chris, uh, who was on, I forgot what episode, a few episodes ago, um, but, you know, a good friend from the U.S., when he first came out here, he was making, like, one or two sales a day from his job shipping store. Mm-hmm. And I think just kind of being out here and putting his nose to the grind, meeting other people who are successful, mm-hmm. he's, he, yesterday he made nine sales. And he couldn't believe it because that was his first time ever doing that. Yeah. And I, but I said to him, I was like, why can't you just do it every day now? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't think that's possible. I think it's just a fluke. And I'm like, no, like, what's the difference? You yeah. know, like, what's the, like, what's the difference to you? It's not any more work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh. <laughs> and I, I think this is like that shift in mentality mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, you know, instead of having an ad budget of $20 a day and then potentially making a hundred dollars mm-hmm. why not increase that added budget to 200 a day mm-hmm. and you know and make thousand dollars or two thousand dollars a day mm-hmm. and is that like how did you get over that you know that um that way of thinking where like you know it's like limited um it just takes time man when you start off you're afraid to spend ten dollars mm-hmm. you're like oh i could go out to dinner and get like a nice meal with that like what am i doing just like throwing this out on some random traffic source and like hoping for a conversion but um after you, you just get a little f- more feedback and, you know, you put money in and it's break even. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like, maybe I could, like, turn a profit if I optimize. And then it's just kind of like a snowball from there and things just keep going up and keeps looking for new sources. And Do you still remember, like, your first profitable day, your first profitable campaign? Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, first profitable day, profitable, uh, day was, like, 50 bucks. Mm. And it was, like, really awesome because, like, if I, I knew I could, like, if I had the bootstrap on fifty dollars a day, I was like, "Oh, I could do that. Like, I can, I can like potentially quit my job now and like focus on this and go full time." Like, it felt really good. Yeah, that first like fifty dollar day is like <laughs> nothing feels better, you know. That's nice. And was this while you still had a job, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah? I didn't. Uh, I was. I kind of wanted to. You gotta like squirrel away like at least a few months of living money before people say like six to twelve months is a good. And I wanted to have like a little war chest before I quit my job, you know, okay. because like not only for myself, but you like you tell you tell other people that you, you left your job. They're like, what the hell? Like you left your job to do. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. To do online marketing. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. So you, you want to have like a nice little fallback. Did you ever have any, have any doubts that it would work? Um, yeah, I did actually. Um, and that was part of the reason why I kept my day job for so long. I, I wanted to like. Make sure it wasn't just like one campaign or just a flash in the pan thing. Okay. So, was this the firefighting job or a different one? This was, uh, yeah, this was firefighting. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So like, well, okay, tell me about like your typical day then. Like what you would wake up, go saw down some trees. Oh, okay. Okay. And then like, t- like, yeah, tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd wake up, um, depending on like whether it was winter or, uh, summer, uh, like a different stuff we would do. So wake up like five o'clock do some like morning stretches and stuff um drive for like an hour down these like logging roads it's like dark and rainy and shit um i actually like this is this is what podcast time you know yeah i'll be listening to like tropical nba like uh all these like different uh you know like tim ferris podcast or all these different shows your show um yeah so I'll be driving to work for like an hour get to work uh load up all the trucks and stuff um do all that then go like cut down trees and bushes for like eight hours and you know I'm, 
on lunchtime or on, like we we take like take like 45 minutes to get out to a job site that whole time i had my smartphone out and i was just reading blogs pdfs anytime like anytime i anytime i could anytime like lunchtime i'd be reading that's insane yeah like i'm sure nobody else was doing that no everyone thought i was weird they didn't know what i was doing they're like why is why is he always on a cell phone like taking notes yeah, they what? thought I was like a day trader or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, what, like, what would they do? Um, what would they do? Man, when you work out in the woods, you just like, and you got like a half hour lunch break, you just like eat a sandwich and like lay in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, work cut down, like clear people's like, uh, what it was was like in the winter, um, people who live out in the woods, they, they got a lot of stuff that they can't manage and we come through and we like clean out all like the hazardous stuff that could catch fire during the fire season mm-hmm. we clean it out for them chip everything and all that um so yeah after doing that all day i'd like drive home exhausted this is oregon so like the sun's going down at like five o'clock mm-hmm. so i'm just driving back to the, the the fire station out in the woods where i lived and uh yeah, and then I and then I, I come back exhausted, but I was like, if I can put in like four hours right now, like I know I could like make something happen. So even though I like wanted to just like pass out, I was like, I know if I put in four hours every day, something's gonna happen. That's, so I just did that every day. That's dedication, man. Yeah. Like I really applaud you for that. Like and I don't know how many people would be willing to do that, to be honest. I mean, like let's say like your friends growing up or the ones you know in college, like how like have any of them actually done this after kind of seeing your, your success you know i don't uh nobody knows what i do <laughs> really i'm like i don't i don't talk about it very much um only like some of my closest friends know okay. that i do like some stuff on the internet they like don't even know fully what it is it's really hard to explain this stuff to people that have no idea about anything online so when well, i could just send them this this episode <laughs> i probably won't i'll probably just like keep it on the dl you know <laughs> <laughs> so what like why do you think that is I mean it's, it's crazy how like our closest friends the, the ones that not our closest friends but like let's say people that know us right yeah. like, people from college like you would think that they would want they'd be the first ones to want to know about this and they see you doing well but like it's almost like they don't want to know it's like it's almost like some random person that's driving to work you know listening to a podcast about someone else that they've never met like they almost want to they almost trust that person more than the guy they went to college with yeah it's like it's like a whole nother world, man. Like you, most people here, here make money online and they instantly think it's a scam, mm. you know? Um, so instead of like trying to like waste your energy into like being like, Hey, you should try this. Uh, kind of, I'll, I'll wait for like, maybe somebody will hit me up and be like, like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And then I'll, then I'll talk to those people. But instead of like trying to go out there and like preach it and like, I just, it's like, a, it's kind of a waste of energy. Yeah. I, I got a hundred percent say that too. Yeah. Like what's crazy is, um, after that, that article went out on Business Insider, mm-hmm. I got a ton of messages from old college friends. So like from, you know, all these people from back in San Francisco, they're like, hey, congrats on the article. They're like, by the way, like, what is it that you actually do? Ah, uh, nice. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just sent them a link to my blog. I'm like, I wrote this article called Start Here. And I wrote that two years ago when I was like, you know, hey guys, like, I, you know, I started a dropshipping store. This is my first month. I'm profitable. I made two thousand dollars like i think i think everyone should do this like here's a link to the course i took this is how i did it here's all the info like i think you should do it as well if you like if you guys want me to help you like i'll like just call my cell phone and i'll, I'll help you 
<laughs> you know and i was like i'll be in Ta- i'll be in san francisco yeah. next month for a wedding like you know if, like if you guys anyone wants any help um i'm happy to yeah i guess some people actually took me up on that how many like a handful like l- l- i thought everyone i thought like literally 100 people were gonna yeah. you know message me yeah. like literally like two people did <laughs> okay. and i had to like i had to like go out of my way to be like hey did you see that article i sent you know yeah, I'm like yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had to pull, it was like pulling teeth. Yeah. And my buddy Chris that's out here, he's he's literally the only, no, no, okay. So there's one guy in, in um, Saigon who did the same as well. But Chris is the only one who's like, okay, you know what? Johnny's doing well. Let me start a dropshipping store. Let me move to Chiang Mai mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. hang out. Mm-hmm. And then there's like literally probably at least once a week, someone who I've never met that I didn't go to school with, yeah. they'll come out and say like, hey, Johnny, I found your podcast or yeah. your blog. I started a store, you know, I'm making, you know, X amount a month now. So I moved, I quit my job, moved here. He's like, and I'm like, it's insane thinking how many people I've never met have no relation to, yeah. like trust me enough to be like, like, okay, you know what? Let me do that. Yeah. Let me move halfway across the world yeah. to a place they never heard of yeah. versus the people I went to college with or like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's pretty cool, man. That's like the power of the internet, you know? Yeah. Like you just like change. You probably changed these people's lives, and you don't even know it. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But that's why you should share your stuff, man. That's why I'm glad you're on the podcast. Yeah. Because you have a good story to tell. I mean, how many people went from being a firefighter and to an online marketer? I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably a few other guys out there, but a lot of people in this industry have like pretty cool come up stories. You know? And I love to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of like sharing mine every once in a while. I like it. Yeah. Good. Good come up story, man. And like. So do you do you miss uh, firefighting at all? It was a cool it was a cool life experience for sure. Um, met a lot of cool people in the industry. Uh, it like helped me out when I had, like needed a job after college. Mm-hmm. So I'll always have like a little like sweet spot in my heart for it. You know. Yeah. How how much do people earn doing that? Um, when you start out, I mean, it depends on like what kind of career you're on. But I mean, you, you start off around like thirty five k a year. Okay, so it's not bad like, for out of college. Enough for like a young like bachelor to like live. I mean, you're not gonna be like falling out or anything but yeah you can save up a bit on it but you're not you're not spending any money right because you're living there yeah exactly your okay. your expenses can be very low okay and do they pay for like your food your accommodation and everything or? no no i paid for i paid for my food and stuff okay yeah but what about the the house that you lived in oh um no i was uh, that was i was there for like for for free okay yeah so that's good so you're not paying rent yeah so you just stacking that money i guess <laughs> not really <laughs> stacking like, the coins and now it's going straight to college loans just like was it okay. Right to college loans. Did Did you ever pay off your college loan debt? Yeah, I actually just paid it off uh, about a month ago. Okay, yeah, congrats yeah, on that. Felt really good. Yeah. What was that early or was that kind of when it was scheduled to be paid off? Um, no, it was early. I just decided it's like a psychological thing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could keep it, you could keep it going. Like you could do business right off on the interest every year, but. Man, it just feels nice to get that off your back. Like you feel so much, uh, so much better afterwards. Yeah, for for me uh, as well. Yeah. And I actually, when I paid mine off, I w- it was actually I was pretty broke, yeah. and I had my unemployment checks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can either take this money and like travel with it, or just kind of do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Or I can take a hundred percent of it mm-hmm. and put it towards my my student loan debts and just pay it off early. Yeah, because. When you have all that all that debt on you, like it sucks, man. Every decision you make with money, there's something in the back of your head that's like, oh, this could go to your your debt. Like, so it's like a big psychological burden after that. And like, I I don't know, I feel like it frees up a lot of like mental energy when it comes to uh, 
doing smart things with your money. Yeah, that's smart. So what are you doing with your, your excess income now? Uh, it's just going to be staying in the war chest, you know? Okay. Yeah. So just to, like, are you, are you like, scaling up your campaigns and putting more money in advertising, or what are you doing? Um, no, I've always had uh, credit cards to scale on and stuff, so. But, uh, yeah, just grow that budget, become a bigger fish, you know? Okay. That's good. No, I like it. Uh, speaking of credit cards, are you getting tons of reward points by doing this? Yeah, that's the best part, man. Okay. Yeah, it's what, like... What card do you use? Um, Amex Gold. Okay. And um, Spark Cash. It's 2% cash back. Oh, you get 2% off of cash back on everything? Or? Yeah. Spark, really? Spark Cash, Capital One. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, are, there, are there any downsides to that? Because that sounds almost too good to be true. The only downside is they are stricter on uh, raising your limits. Okay. Versus like Amex, they just like throw like like a seventy k limit at you. Like I think I actually had Spark, and they tried to give me some stupid low limit that was just like unusable. Yeah, you have to bust their balls to like get. Your was limit. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Because I have I use Capital One uh, Venture, mm. which is two point two percent back as well, mm-hmm. but it's only on travel, uh, which is fine because because I you know basically I use it to like buy plane tickets and hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also use Barkley Arrival, which is mm-hmm. also two percent back. Plus ten percent when you redeem, so it's essentially two point one percent back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, they both have like a thirty k limit, so it's, so they're usable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Spark one, I think they wanted to give me like a two thousand dollar limit or something, and I just oh, okay. I was like, no, like like what am I gonna do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, so what have you been doing with those uh, the, the cash back? Do you do you put that aside to travel with, or do you just just kind of I was just kind of stack it up for uh, anytime I want to go back to the states, you know? Okay. Just, uh, or like little trips. Uh, I save it for the longer trips because like the short trips around here, like you just get on AirAsia. Mm-hmm. It's like $150, like, like anywhere around here. But for like the longer trips, like say I want to go to like Europe or back to the States. Um, yeah, I save all my points for that. Right. Any upcoming travel plans? Um, no, I think I'm going to stay around in Thailand till January. Okay. Uh, probably go to Bangkok in a month and a half or so. Okay. Uh, hang out there for a few months and then uh, <clears throat> probably head back to the States for Affiliate Summit West. Okay. And from there, I'm thinking about going to South America for a while. So tell me about Affiliate Summit in general, just with the West or East. Affiliate Summit's awesome. Um, it's one of the biggest conferences in the industry and uh, everyone shows up. And it's great because you might have been like networking with these people online you never met before mm-hmm. and then you finally get to meet them and it just... Lots of conferencing, uh, after parties. Mm-hmm. It's always in Vegas, Las Vegas, so yeah. it's, it's always a crazy time. And uh, there's like good high level networking. Uh, always a few seminars that are really worth attending, like okay. paid ones. Or so do uh, are a lot of attendees from part of Stack That Money, or is it completely separate? It's the whole industry. Okay. Yeah, so there actually is other forums out there too. Uh, App Playbook. I don't. Um, they have a big following and. Uh, all the warrior forums like it's like everyone from the industry shows up there so okay. yeah I actually was gonna go to it I was like I when I saw the date and I was like okay should I put that down as my goal to like make X amount from video marketing and then say and then fly out there but I honestly think from the stuff that I do because it's not CPA like yeah. it would have nothing to do with it dude just come to Bangkok uh, the next stack that money is in Bangkok in January. Okay, I, or I, December actually. I'll go to that. Yeah, come in. Yeah, I'll, I'll go just hang out. Like honestly, I I honestly think that I would literally, 
I don't want to say I don't learn anything from it because you learn from every single conference you go to, even yeah. if it's unrelated. Yeah. But I think I just want to go for fun. <laughs> yeah, dude, just it's like it's an awesome time. You do have to get a ticket for this one though. It's like okay. Uh, I think it's a few hundred bucks. I don't know business okay. right off. So yeah, I mean, whenever the early birds come up, send me a link and I'll. But I think they're already up, man. Are they? Hurry up and copy your ticket. I'm, I'm gonna buy one. I'm gonna buy one right after this. Uh, um, I'm now a big fan of these these uh, conferences and retreats. Like I yeah. used to. I think there's a big difference between someone who just goes to them and never takes action on it mm-hmm. versus if you're taking the action and you're meeting, you know, and you're participating in the forum and you're like chatting with people. Yeah. And then when you show up, that takes your, your you know, like your network to the, to the next level. Dude, you meet some of the coolest entrepreneurs at these things. And I think it's because like online, a lot of those, some of them do post all the time, but a lot yeah. of them don't really post. Exactly. What, yeah. what do you think that is? Man, because they got they got businesses to manage and stuff. You know, they don't have time <laughs> to like sit online and like make posts and like uh, or forum posts and stuff. They got a lot of stuff going on. You know. So here's a, here's our tip of the day: is if you're on Warrior Forum <laughs> and some guy has ten thousand posts, <laughs> but it doesn't make any money <laughs> and won't spend three hundred bucks to go to one of these retreats, you probably don't want to take advice from him. Would you say that's pretty accurate? That's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, dude, so I'm so happy that, that you came on, on the show because I think like I my, my goal is to try to not only learn more about affiliate marketing for myself, mm-hmm. just because even though it's not directly related to the stuff I teach in Earnest Affiliate, mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure that there's going to be some things that I can take away from it and mm-hmm. be like, okay, let, let's learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I can help my members scale up their, their blogs and their businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And I think just being around people with your mindset just helps, you know, like the abundance mentality. It just helps everyone come up, you yeah. know, because I mean, you, sp- you know, you spent months and months living in the middle of nowhere with mm-hmm. the shitty internet from a, <laughs> from a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and while everyone around you was, you know, probably just kicking it, drinking beers and just, relaxing and thinking you're weird sitting in the corner on your phone (laughs) and you still came up so yeah congrats on that man that's that's an inspiring story and anyone who like puts in the time can usually make something happen you know there's like that i don't know who said this but it's like ten thousand hours till mastery so just like put in those hours and you'll learn stuff and even if it doesn't work out for you you might learn some other skills that you can transition to something else like you might learn like dreamweaver you might learn photoshop Like, if affiliate marketing doesn't work out for you, maybe you could do something else, like go and get into the web design or something. I like it. So if someone wants to keep in touch, they want to check out what you're up to, uh, what's your name on Instagram? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, club underscore DRock. <laughs> How'd you get that name, by the way? <laughs> uh, it's kind of a, too much of a long story. <laughs> yeah, DRock was like my nickname in college. I uh, Derek DRock, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, DRock, thanks for being on the show. Um, and if you guys want to join the forum that uh, Derek, Robbie, and Nick are all part of, it's stackthatmoney.com. Or if you want to give Robbie credit for for referring you, uh, I'll have his link in the show notes. This is episode 81. Robbie better buy me dinner or something. <laughs> I know. You know right? uh, 81, travellikeabosspodcast.com. Thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, share, this, share this link. If you guys want to leave a comment below, we're, welcome, we're happy to, to shout back to you guys. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for having me. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com.
See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.